So the big question is this, how do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to the Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. So, for me, this is my second episode recording today. So, I if you haven't heard yesterday's episode, I actually explained what I was doing. I recorded my normal episode first, and then I meditated, and then I'm starting to record this. So, so far, I've meditated three times. So, I've meditated for like 90 minutes today so far, and I've got another one right before I go to bed. So, I've meditated for two hours. Uh, is that right? Yeah, two hours today instead of an hour and a half. So, but I am mainly did the meditation before this because I did a meditation before my first uh, episode I recorded, which was 65. And then I meditated after, just before this. But as you guys can tell from the title, this is Transurfing Principles Part 7. So, you, if you haven't listened to the other ones, I recommend you do. Uh, it would just give you context on some terms like pendulums, excess potential, many different terms uh, that you'll be able to better understand what I'm talking. But you can definitely listen to this standalone. So with that being said, uh, also I want to tell you that all of the stuff, like most of this, the way this works, if you haven't heard past episodes on this, is... I take notes while I'm reading the book called Reality Transurfing, part, uh, Steps 1 through 5 by Vadim Zellin. And then usually my notes are just word-for-word word copy, like just copied exactly from the book. And then I go back every once in a while and recap like my most important notes and then rewrite them down in a new part of my journal called Transurfing Principles. And from there, I basically just read exactly what I wrote down and then talk on it. So a lot of the stuff that I'll be saying is exactly uh, from tra the book called Reality Transurfing, Steps 1 through 5 by Vadim Zahn. And it's the best book I've ever read, and I recommend it 100%. So with that being said, let's get right into the episode. Everyone is capable of influencing the course of events. All right, so... There there are many different types of people in this world, but there's really mainly two different types of people. There's the 99% and then there's the 1%. So the 99% are basically victims of, like they're victim to the circumstance. They're basically just floating along life and kind of consciously asleep the whole time. And they're basically, they basically think that life just happens to them. But then the 1% actually influences. They actually take charge of their own destiny and actually influence life. And everyone's actually capable of becoming the 1%. But there's a thing called pendulums, which basically teach you exactly what you need to be taught to keep you in your place. And it's really only 1% of the world that sees through this lie and knows that they can actually influence the course of events. So everyone is capable of it, but only the 1% actually do it. 
life is wonderful and gets better with every passing day. So this is an affirmation to, and just like a confirmation to remind yourself that uh, you basically choose whether you suffer or delight. And you actually, since the world is a mirror, I talked a lot about this last episode, since the world is a mirror, you basically get to choose if you want your world to be on a downhill or an uphill. And you would want your world to be on uh, an uphill because you'll always be getting better and better. So always remind yourself that life is wonderful right now and it's just getting better every single day. It, every single day is better than the last. Reduce importance and go with the flow. So this is all about going. So a lot of people have a, most people have a tendency to want to control the situations. And when you come up with a goal, you instantly create a plan on how to move forward and how it will be achieved. But if you're using outer intention, which is basically allowing the world to help you realize it, your goal. And if you're using the mirror principle, like I said in yesterday's episode, if you send out your order to the world, then the world, like you, the world will create. So I'm going to reference yesterday's episode a lot because I just recorded it. And I think you guys should listen to it because it's some good context, but episode 65, that is. And basically, so once you send your order out, you send out your order and you, I'm talking in a restaurant, let's say you're sitting in a restaurant and you send out your order and then the waiter goes back to the kitchen and tells the chef to cook it or cook your order basically. And would you go and go barge storming into the kitchen and tell the chef that he's doing it all wrong and that he should cook it like this instead of that? No, you wouldn't. That's just not how things go. The chef cooks it the chef is actually better than you. That's why the chef is a chef and you're the customer in the restaurant because you're going into the restaurant to get better food than you can necessarily cook. So the chef, I'm just, okay, let's say you're in Gordon Ramsay's restaurant and he is cooking for you. He is way better of a cook than you. I'm just speaking objective and I'm assuming that you're not a good cook. So if you're just a normal person, and you go into the Gordon Ramsay's restaurant and you go barging in and tell him, this is not how you cook it. Like you should cook it like this. No, you wouldn't do that because he's at, he actually knows more than you and he's actually better than, than you at cooking. Now the world is just like that, except people tend to go barging into the kitchen and tell the world exactly how to, um, people think they have, like people have so much, so high of an uh, ego or so high of importance that they actually think that they're capable of knowing exactly how their goal should be realized. So what happens is when they uh, see that the world is basically cooking your goal in the best way possible, but you actually, since it doesn't fit into your script, the world is basically making it the most effective way possible, but it doesn't fit into your script. So you actually try and barge into the kitchen and tell the world not to do that. And it's just, that's going against the flow and it's just not good. You're actually hurting your chances of achieving the goal and actually making it take longer and less effectively and also reduce importance because it, the, the less importance you have, the more influence on the world you have. So there's a thing called excess potential. I'm about to see 
excuse me, I just sneezed, but <laughs> that probably sounded really weird how I said that, but there's a thing called uh, importance and people place importance on a lot of things. It's just placing extra excess meaning on something. When in reality, like let's say you have a poster that you cherish and love in your room. That is simply just a piece of paper. It's worth, it's like not worth that much on an energetic level. It's basically worthless, but you cherish it and you love it so much and you don't want it to break. You don't want it to rip. You like take very good care of it and you basically all, all around worship it. That is placing a lot of importance and excess meaning. And that's like on the far end of the scale, but it can be any any end of the scale, negative or positive. Like you can absolutely hate the poster and it'll still it'll still be the same. You'll be split, uh, creating importance. And then it doesn't have to be to that extreme either. You're still creating importance. Uh, if you inflate the meaning you attribute to something. And basically whenever you are... When you have too much importance, you're basically creating excess potential, and that is basically destroying the balance. So there's a thing in the world, the world likes to maintain balance. That's why we have like night and day, the in the incoming and outgoing tides. Like the, the world's always trying to maintain a state of equilibrium, a state of balance. And so when you create excess potential by having importance, you're basically destroying the balance. So this thing, these things called balance forces, balancing forces, uh, enter into your life. And the way they re like restore the balance is simply by reducing your influence on the world. And it just makes sense to, if you want to achieve goals, you want to have a lot of influence on the world. So simply just don't create importance. The mind has an inclination to control everything, so offer it a new game. Every time something bad happens, wake up, consciously reduce importance, and change your relationship with the problem from the negative to the positive. Okay, so this is basically playing the game of coordination. Now, like I said, like it, okay, so that was an entire quote from Transurfing, and like I said, uh, that the mind has a tendency to control everything. So that's true. Uh, like I said about the waiter, like in the restaurant, like people actually, it seems crazy in the context of a normal restaurant that someone would go barge into the kitchen and tell, like try and control the situation. Seems crazy, but that's actually how people behave. Like that's how the 99% of people behave in real life. Like they barge into the kitchen and tell the world they're doing it all wrong. When in reality, like we're like, obviously we don't know how to achieve our goals or else we would have already achieved it. So just release the grip. And it's all like, whenever you come up with a problem, like whenever something bad happens, let's say you stub your toe, simply just wake up. Like if you stub your toe, you're most likely consciously asleep. Or like a lot of the times during the day, people are asleep, like their consciousness is asleep. So when you stub your toe, just wake up and reduce the importance because you've probably placed inflated importance on something and then change your relationship with that problem. So uh, people have a tendency to get angry and interpret stubbing your toe as bad. Why is it bad? Well, I mean, it hurts, but... What if it's protecting you from something like else? What if, like, what if something worse happened? Or like there's stubbing your toe is actually just like an event. It's the same as walking. Like 
you could have like you stubbing your toe you interpret that event as bad but if you just like clapped your hands you just that's neutral like if you just start clapping like this i don't know if you can hear that but if you just start clapping your hands like most people when they're clapping they don't really think anything of it because there's no importance attributed to it but when someone stubs their toe they like get super pissed off super angry and i've seen it happen many a times like and that's just simply because there's low awareness in that case and if you simply just wake up and you realize that you just did that just act with indifference and change your relationship you can actually go from the negative to the positive and act like that was actually exactly what you needed and like genuinely be happy about that but i usually find it easier to just act with indifference because I find it difficult to be happy about stubbing my toe. So I just simply just act with indifference and forget about it. When you encounter an event, you are at a crossroads between a negative and positive outcome and your relation to the event chooses the outcome. All right. So basically when you stub your toe, you're at a crossroads. So imagine a fork in the road. There's a left or a right. That Those are the only two options to go. The left side is a negative route. And then the right side is a positive route. Now what happens in the negative is usually your life goes downhill from there. And it like another negative event uh, pops up. And then another one. And then another one. And then your life is just downhill. Or the positive, you simply just protect yourself from all those next negative events. And then your life can actually get better and better. So the way you choose which way you want to go is by your attitude, your relationship towards what just happened. So if you are very mad about what just happened, you're going to go the left way, the negative route. And then you're just going to get another negative situation. And then if you interpret that bad, another, and then you're just going to go downhill. But if you are neutral or happy about that situation, then you'll go the positive route. So that's pretty much any time anything happens. Choose to perceive anything as positive. All right, so you can choose. So one of the nice features of the human human experience is you can actually choose and consciously manipulate, consciously change your relationship to things. So you can actually consciously change your attitude. And... You, uh, if you choose, like most people choose to interpret things as negative. Now they're not, most likely they're not consciously choosing. They're usually asleep in a, basically in a daydream in a haze. And so, but they're still choosing to do that. Like they still choose to get mad and they're still choosing to be asleep. But if you just choose to perceive everything as positive, like it's all your choice and the more and more times you choose it, like like the more and more times you choose to wake up, the better and like more often you'll be awake. And I've discovered this because during summer is when I actually started to be serious about being consciously awake most of the day and like actually starting to become consciously awake. That's that happened over the summer. <clears throat> and what happened is I like in the beginning I was only awake like five times a day. Maybe I would remind myself five times a day, maybe even less. And then after every single day, it would be like five, 
for like three days in a row and then it'd be like six for another three days and then seven and then eight and then it would ramp up and now i'm probably at like hundreds and that's basically the goal you're you want to be you want to remind yourself to wake up every single minute every single second of the day and so i'm i'm way further along than i was like a month ago but i'm i'm still got a long way to go and it's simply just just keep on going at it and then eventually a habit will form and then you'll create a, a feedback loop from there. Annoyances are a deviation from the norm. Okay, so when you stub your toe, that's like not normal, right? It's not a normal thing to happen. So, and it's because it's a deviation from the norm. And so that's why it's annoying. But if you change your relationship, like, and you realize that that's just a deviation, then that's the only reason why it's annoying. Like, it's annoying because it's not normal. It's not like, it doesn't normally happen. But if you just realize, oh, it doesn't normally happen, so I don't normally have to deal with this. It's just a deviation. And then just go on with your day. The moment you see a scenario changing, you must accept the change and agree to them. All right, so... When, okay, let's say you have a big goal, a goal, uh, the achievement of a goal requires change. So if you're middle class and you, your goal is to live in a mansion, then that's probably, that's going to take a lot of change. Like a lot of things need to change in your life in order for you to achieve that. And so the world will actually help you make those changes. And a lot of the times people set a goal and then they see things changing. And a lot of the times they don't agree with the changes because uh, their mind actually creates like a plan. Like I said earlier, their mind actually sets a path forward on the most efficient. And I say that with bunny ears, the most efficient path forward, but the mind actually cannot know, like there's, it's impossible for the mind to know exactly the right path forward. And the metaphor, my favorite metaphor to use is the pro the process towards your goal is actually just a journey through a dark forest. So imagine you're in the middle of a dark forest it's pitch black out you can't see anything but you're given a torch and this torch lights up one foot in front of you so you can only see literally the f the next step and that's it now that's the journey towards your goal you can like create a whole plan on how to get there like there's gonna be a bridge there, there's gonna be a waterfall there like but that's all just illusions like that you can't actually know exactly the right path forward it's just like that and so whenever there's change, you just simply accept it and agree with it because the world knows the exact, it, the world knows exactly what it's doing and it's going to fulfill your orders. So if you, if you just let it and then you accept the fact that the world knows and you don't you allow yourself not to know. When you give up control over a situation, you are returned control, except now you are going with the flow. So this is all about giving up direct impact like direct impact. So control through direct impact. And that's like when you come across a snake in your path, in your in the journey through the forest, then like control when people would try to like kill the snake or like brush it away or like run away, like that would be control. Like, but if you give that control up, then you would actually... Uh, are returned with control, but now you're going in the right direction. So you're actually supposed to kill the snake or run away. 
you are actually supposed to just release the control and then allow the snake to slither on away. The mind is incapable of anticipating every move beforehand. That's exactly what I said, like about the dark forest. You can't like there's it's impossible to know the right way forward. You've never been in this forest before. And even if you have been in the forest before, it's highly unlikely that you have a, like a, men a perfect mental map on every single way forward. All you have to do is run the target slide and follow the principle of coordination and outer intention will successfully bring you to your goal. So when you're in your dark forest and you only have that torch and your objective is to get to the other side of the forest, this specific spot, like this specific waterfall in the forest, that's your objective. All you have to do is keep on visualizing and you would have a general direction. So in your goal, like you have a general direction on how you move forward, but you're not necessarily moving in the correct, like perfect direction. And so simply just run your target slide, visualize that waterfall, and that as if as if you've already achieved it, like visualize it as if you've already you're already there, like visualize your life as if it, it it's already been achieved and it's like a done deal. And then follow the principle of coordination. So go with the flow, remain balanced, unity of heart and mind, and just interpret all events as positive. It's that crossroads. So you could see a snake in your path and be mad, or you can see a snake in your path and be delighted. Coordination develops with practice, so you have to be constantly developing and perfecting your ability. Yeah, so coordination is a skill, and the better and better you get at it, the more effective you are. And Vadim Zellin actually said that coordination is the most effective means of traveling through the alternative space. And this dark forest metaphor, that dark forest is actually the alternative space. And the lit up area with the torch is actually manifested like physical reality. So your life right now is the torch that's lit up. Like it's the, the lit up area by the torch and the dark forest is the alternative space. And the alternative space has everything that ever was, is, or will be. And it has every single possible come like outcome, every single thing. Oh, and the next one is actually alter, uh, coordination is the most effective means of moving through the alternative space. So according to your faith, be it onto you. That's a, Actually, a script uh, verse in the scripture, and I'm pretty sure Jesus said it, but pretty much uh, Adam Sullen said that that really means you only ever receive as much as you are willing to receive. So pretty much your worldview actually determines your Latin life. So, and we're actually going to be getting into this in the next uh, couple of quotes and Pretty much you, like every single thing that you have in your life, your entire life is based off of your worldview. And yes, that is this, your worldview is basically formed by your, like where you, your starting point. So if you were born into poverty, then your worldview will be basically formed in like in that sense, because that's like what you've experienced. And that's like how you see the world, but you can actually change that. And then if you're willing to receive more, then you will actually get out of poverty. So uh, the next one is you have you have what you have because it corresponds with your worldview and vision of your place in the world. So yeah, that's exactly like I like all this stuff is starting to make sense. And I've only read this book 
I've I haven't even read it twice yet. I have one like less than a hundred pages left on my second read through. So I'm almost done with my second read through, and this stuff is starting to all come together. And like literally, it just makes sense that your thoughts, your like attitude towards the world actually affects your world because there's a reason why people most of the time people are born like let's say you're born into middle class you're most people stay in middle class forever now the exceptions are the select few that are shot up into uh, like upper class or lower class and those people do it on like especially the upper class they do it on purpose it does not happen on accident their worldview is changed they allow themselves to receive more and they see themselves, their vision of themselves in the world is much higher than middle class. So that's, they receive exactly what, what they like their worldview and their, what they see with themselves in the world. And that's exactly according to your faith, be it on, uh, be it onto you. And I actually really like that verse now that of Adam's on has explained what it means. Your, your fate is shaped to reflect your personal choices and beliefs. So when you, your fate in life is exactly shaped to reflect your personal choices and beliefs and the personal choices is actually is affected by your beliefs. So I'll go so far to say that your fate is shaped by your beliefs. And if you change your beliefs, your worldview, then you'll change your fate. And that's what I'm doing by studying transurfing. It is radically changing my my worldview. So now as a result, my life will be radically changed. But remember, the, the world is a mirror, and except the world mirror has a delay. So you change your worldview, and then there will be a, a delay between your the change of your worldview and the actual change in physical reality. So just be prepared for that, and I am prepared for it right now. Relax your mind's control and shift your attention to the slightest signs of inner discomfort. Now, this is all about the, the heart. So your mind has a tendency. So I'm, I'm referring to the mind, the left side of your brain. You have two sides of your brain, the left side and the right side. And the left side is based off of uh, logic and reasoning and it actually perceives and interprets like in information from the outside world. And then the right side is all about emotion, creativity, and it feels in those things. And so your left side actually basically controls the ship. Your left side talks like that's the inner monologue in your vo in your uh, head. It's constantly talking to itself, your 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 mind. And the left side is the mind, the right side is the heart. So I'll refer to that as such for now on. And. So if you just uh, relax your mind's control over the situation, like I said earlier, you wouldn't barge into a, a kitchen and tell the chef how to, like you wouldn't try and control that situation. So then you relax the control and then shift your mind's attention to the slightest signs of inner discomfort. So the mind actually has two functionalities, but most people only use their mind to fulfill one functionality and the two functionalities are to receive and interpret information from the outside world so you're using your left side of your mind to interpret the information that i'm speaking to you right now but it also has another uh another functionality that most people actually don't even do 
don't even use. And it's actually to listen to the right side of the mind, which is the heart. Listen to the rustle of the morning stars. And that's listening to the whisperings, the slightest signs of of your heart. And that's the inner discomfort. So whenever you make a decision or you've already made a decision and you're about to, then your heart will actually give its input because the heart knows things. So the heart will actually know how like the heart can see and feel and know how the situation will develop. So if the if you have signs of inner discomfort, then that means the heart is not happy with the future ba- uh, result result based on that decision. So you should go you should listen to that and then go against it. And I actually have a story that I've talked to you about on this podcast that I want to say again. And it's basically I so I've never really had a good haircut at Great Clips and that's simply because I don't really know what style to get and I have a hard time like asking but there's this one time where I was actually happy with my haircut and it wasn't necessarily too long to cut it but I kind of just like decided to go get a haircut because I heard one passing comment of when are you going to get a haircut and I let that get to me and then I, even though my hair, like my style was very good at the time and it was going to get better if I let it grow out more as well. So I went to go get a haircut and it was like eight in the morning. So I, cause I got there right after the gym and I was sitting out, out, uh, it was like seven fifty, and I was sitting out right outside the haircuttery and I was just looking inside at the employees getting the place open and I was sitting out there for probably like 10 15 minutes before they opened and this whole time I and I was actually reading about transurfing I knew about the the rustle of the morning stars so this whole time I was actually like tense my heart was actually tense and I was feeling the inner discomfort and I actually felt it and I knew it but I chose to ignore it I was like no I need my mind to use the logical reasoning and remember, the functionality of the mind is actually uh, logic and reasoning. And so my mind was giving lots of plenty of reasonable arguments. And then I decided to ignore my heart and decided to get a haircut anyways. And it was the worst haircut I've ever gotten. There were so many red flags going into it. And it took literally like an hour. And it was the worst haircut I've ever gotten. And I got like... For the like next three months, people I basically had like very low self esteem, very low, um, like mental because I was just like destroyed by my haircut, especially because of the comments from other people. But that's pretty much a situation in which I should have listened to the Russell and Morning Stars, but I decided not to. And ever since then, I've been listening to it because I know how dangerous it is not to. So listen to the signs of the Wrestle and Morning Stars. Remove the word believe from your worldview template and replace it with no. So no is K-N-O-W. So if you believe in things, all right, whatever. Belief doesn't really, when there's belief, there's doubt. And when there's doubt, your mind actually runs situations of failure. So that doesn't help you. But if you, believe, if you know that it's possible, if you know that it's going to happen, then there's no room for doubt and it like is basically guaranteed. 
allow yourself to have the knowing that your desire will be fulfilled. And that goes along with just replace belief with no, like knowledge. And just allow yourself to know that, allow yourself to have the knowledge that your desire will be fulfilled. And because it will, as long as you choose for it to. And the way you choose is through your your like worldview, your mental outlook, your attitude, your mindset, your thoughts. Like that's how you choose. The goal will be received or the goal will be reached if there is the will to have and if there is the will to act by moving through the right door. All right. So he actually said that the earlier in the book, he actually said the most guaranteed, the only 100% guarantee of reaching your goal is if it is truly your innermost goal and you're moving through it through your own door. And that's basically the door is your path. And that is like very good. And then like, that's insane to hear that there's a 100%, excuse me, there's a 100% chance of you actually succeeding. That's uncalled for, uh, especially in today's world. And the, but then you add in the will to have, which the will to have is extremely powerful because if you, if you simply just allow yourself to have something like you're not going to get something if you don't allow yourself to have it. It just makes sense. And so if you just allow yourself to have it, then you'll actually get it. It is your choice. You are in charge. So basically you alone, and you, this is what you have to remind yourself a lot. If you find yourself like running through possible failures or running through negative events or whatever the case may be, if you find yourself in doubts or find yourself how people are preventing you. No, you're in charge. Like you are the only person who can choose whether you succeed or fail. And yes, failure is a choice. Now, failure actually helps you move towards your goals. So at times failure may be inevitable, but you can interpret that failure as simply just a path towards your goal, or you can interpret that failure as failed and that's it. You can interpret failure as that's just a stepping stone towards your goal or that's the end and that's no more goal. The task is not to convince yourself, but to remind yourself of the knowledge that you will achieve your goal. So every single time you have doubts, just remind yourself that it's simply just a matter of choice and you've already made your choice. So why question it? Why go back on it? And you have to maintain that choice the entire time, the entire time until you've achieved your goal. And just always remind yourself that you're the only one, you're like, you're in charge, your choice, and you're the only one that can decide whether you win or not. Never forget that you are in charge of your own fate. So like I said, the difference between the 99 and the 1% is the the 1% knows that they're in charge of their fate. They they know they can control their destiny. But the 99% forget and they think that they're the victim of circumstance, which they are because they chose to be. Maybe it's not consciously, but they definitely chose or else they wouldn't have gotten there because you get exactly what you choose in this life. Holding doubts in your mind is a sure way of reducing your chances of success. So that's like what I said earlier. Every You always have to remind yourself whenever you have doubts that you alone get to choose whether you win or not. And you've already made that choice. So 
why hold yourself back? But also like just so always get rid of your doubts. Like that's the inner work. You have to shovel out your doubts every single time and they come back. But the, the more and more times you shovel them out, the less and less they come back. And you basically, whenever you have doubts, you're basically running like scenarios of negative outcomes or scenarios of failure. And that's no good because you're just attuning yourself to failure, like lifelines where there's failures. So just catch your, catch yourself when you succumb to doubt and remind yourself that success is just a question of choice. You've already made that choice. So why go back? Like six, like people ever, okay. Think about everyone who's succeeded. Like any person who's succeeded, Bill Gates, um, George Washington, like literally any person who has succeeded in life, they chose to do it. It was not an accident. They chose, and people, people know, like people intuitively understand that LeBron James did not accidentally become like one of the greatest basketball players in the world. Like he did not accidentally, he did not stumble upon that. He chose to do that. And his choice was through his daily actions. And he was definitely, he definitely allowed himself to have it. Like he was definitely doing the inner work as well. Because you can do the physical work, but if you don't allow yourself to actually be the best, then you won't. And so you just always have to catch yourself whenever you succumb to doubt. Just remind yourself that you've already made the choice and success is bait is just a question of choice. It's all about choice. You like people who choose success get it, but people who choose not to not succeed get exactly that. Of all the transurfing exercises, the most attention should be given to running the target side and visualizing the process. So that is, he is talking about, because there's a few exercises in transurfing, like energy exercises. Uh, there's like one exercise called the transaction. There's a, 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 I don't actually know all the exercises, but he basically is saying that the most important exercises are to run your target side and visualize the process. Now I haven't been visualizing the process and to be honest, I don't really run the target side either. I just think about my goal because I don't, I can't really visualize. I have like a touch of aphantasia, which means that you're basically blind in the mind's eye. So maybe I'm using that as an excuse, but I, that's why I'm going so heavy into the gateway experience because I've heard that you can actually manifest things and you can actually uh, visualize and people, they found that non-visualizers, like people with aphantasia are actually sometimes able to visualize. And so that's, that's what I am like striving for. I want to be able to visualize because I, uh, he actually said, I don't remember exactly where in the book, I, th I believe it was early in the book, but he actually said, you have to visualize your goal for at least 30 minutes a day if you want to actually achieve it. And that, so I, I've never visualized it for 30 minutes, even one day, because it's so hard for me to focus on it, but I meditate for 90 minutes. And so once I get to the point where I can get to focus 12 very easily and focus 12 is like the first state where you can actually visualize, then I'll be able to visualize for at least 30 minutes every day.
so that'll be a cool thing um that's that's why i'm going so hard into this gateway experience because i know that visualization is a huge part of transurfing and i'm doing like most of the other things except for visualizing i'm doing a lot of the other things but not visualizing and this is how i can get like unlock the visualization through practicing the gateway experience and getting to that point and plus it'll just help me everywhere like i was going to do it anyways i would do it anyways even if i some like, even if i wasn't able to visualize with it i was going to do it anyways because i know that it's so valuable cuz i meditate but this is just a better like way more effective way of getting better at meditation freedom is yours when you end the battle so the battle is the battle of pendulums and a lot of like people are sucked up into the battle of pendulums by importance so whenever you have importance you're basically caught by a pendulum and you're like a puppet on strings and then when you try and battle it you're just trying to run away or like you're it's just an endless battle and you're actually feeding it energy and making it stronger if you battle it so all you have to do is just wake up realize the game understand the rules of the game and break the rules and end the battle and then you actually get the freedom which is freedom of choice Everyone has the absolute freedom to choose their own destiny. And everyone does choose their own destiny. It's just some choose uh, objectively worse destiny than others. And now, like, there's no judgment. Like, everyone gets what they choose. So just, and one of the principles of transurfing, there's two actually I'm going to say, is dependent relationships and allow others to be themselves. So, Dependent relationships don't judge people because you're creating excess potential and you're actually reducing your own influence on the world when you judge people. But the other one is, what was it? I said it out loud so I wouldn't forget it and I forgot it. I'm just going to start talking and hopefully I'll remember it. So like when you create a de dependent relationship, you are like you're so you're basically comparing yourself to them. And oh, OK, I remember. So allow others to be themselves. So uh, one of the transfer from principles is to allow yourself to be yourself, like allow yourself to be yourself and allow others to do the same. And when you are judging them for their choice like they're choosing to work a nine to five for the rest of their, their lives just allow them to be them because that's what they chose so allow them to do that like you don't have to save them or anything because they made their choice and they're probably content with it and if they weren't then they would probably make it they, they can make a change on their own so and you don't have to like force them to do anything and just allow them to do it the world is a mirror that reflects your relationship to it. The only difference being that it takes a few days or months to reflect back. So this is what I was talking about a lot in episode 65, yesterday's episode, the last episode. And it's all about, you're always standing in front of a mirror. So imagine standing in front of a mirror that takes like a few minutes to actually send your reflection back. So you walk in front of the mirror and there's nothing there. Like you can only see your background 
and then you're standing there and then it's a few minutes pass and then you see yourself slowly start to fade in and then you realize you're not smiling so you start to smile and you continue to hold your smile for a few minutes and then you're you see your picture of you smiling and then you raise your hand and then drop your hand and then a few minutes pass and nothing changes and that's because you weren't holding that image for long enough. Like you weren't holding your hand up there for long enough to be able to see it. And so when you use the mirror principle in reality and you change your relationship to the world and you send your order out to the world, then just realize that it will take a few days or months for you to actually begin to see that reflection back. Because remember, your initial reflection faded in and it took a few seconds. So it, it may take like months or years for the reflection to actually be fully faded in, de depending on the complexity of your goal. So the next one is, no one can force you to take part in the battle, but they can instill the belief into your mind that no other choice insists, exists. That is huge. So the battle is a battle with pendulums and really no other choice exists unless you wake up. That's what he said. Uh, I, when I say he, I'm referring to, referring to Adam Zahn and he's the author of the book that I'm talking about, but, uh, so that's okay. So the reason why people take part in the battle, like most people, the 99%, most people are in, a part of the battle and they don't actually know that another choice exists. And like no one's forcing them to be in that battle, but they're basically instilling pendulums instill into their mind that no other choice exists other than to battle. And uh, the way, oh, excuse me, the way you can choose to get back, like end the battle and actually have your freedom of choice is simply just wake up understand the rules of the game and end the battle. But since pendulums, like I'm 18 years old, but I I didn't read the, when I started reading transurfing, I was 17. So for 17 years of my life, pendulums have been like instilling beliefs into my mind. And so one way to combat that is to actually destroy those beliefs and create a whole new belief system through reading and that's what what i've been doing i've been reading a lot of books about this i've actually only been reading transurfing so far but i've been reading transurfing and that's basically like reprogramming my mind you gain choice when you drop importance we are all dreaming the death the depth of our dream is proportional to the meaning we attribute to the attributes of the game all right so this goes deep. I haven't fully understand this yet, but it, to my understanding, we're basically souls. So we have souls and we're basically constantly reincarnated. And there's actually accounts of people remembering their past lives. And the reason why we don't remember is because we're so deeply asleep that we forget our past memories. Um, when you, so everyone is dreaming because when you're, okay, let's talk about a real a real dream when you're asleep at nighttime during REM sleep. You're dreaming and let's say you become lucid. You become aware that you're dreaming. You wake up in the dream and then you can do whatever you want. That's only because you have the reference point of physical reality. You know that this dream is not real and you know that you're dreaming. So 
you had the reference point of physical reality. But in real life, what's your reference point? Because we're still dreaming in real life. Like we can still control our reality and create things and stuff like that. But what's our reference point? Our reference point is the absolute. And it's basically where we were before we were born. Like the place our soul was before we were born. And we return to this place after every single time we die. Never forget that we are all guests in this world. So I'm actually, one of the books that I'm going to be reading in the near future is about uh, the Egyptian pyramids. And I'm saying this because like the people of Atlantis and the people of ancient Egypt, Egypt forgot that they were guests in this world and they basically like abused their power. And so they got exterminated. They basically, like when you have a guest at your house and they're like misbehaving, what do you do? That you kick them out. So that's basically what the world did to them. That's why like Atlantis, no one from Atlantis is alive today. We get to choose, but do not have the right to change anything or anyone. So if you're in a art exhibit, an art gallery, and you see a bunch of different, you're at an exhibit that you don't really like, you wouldn't try and like, go take a paintbrush and change it and and like try and change it or throw a fit and get have it removed like you wouldn't try and do that you would simply just walk away and you would acknowledge the fact that it it has its right in that place and you have your right to not be in that area and you can choose exactly where you want so that's the same thing with the world you have your right to choose but you don't have the right to change anything or anyone if you declare to others that you will acquire something you do not have yet, you create excess potential. This is something that I am very glad that I was reminded of because I was actually declaring to plenty of people that I was going to achieve this one goal that I'm working towards. And that's why I'm actually not sharing it on the podcast anymore because I believe that I can still share my journey. Like I did um, announce my goal earlier in this podcast. So you can definitely find out what my goal is, but, uh, I'm not sharing what it is anymore because I'm just keeping my head down, acting with silence and, or acting with humility and keeping silence. That's actually the next one. It is better to act with humility and keep silent while you're moving towards your goal, because you're creating excess potential. If you tell someone that you're going to get something when you haven't actually acquired it yet. Um, that like, it's so like every single goal that I've like announced never achieved, but every single goal I kept quiet on and just slowly worked towards, I did achieve. And this goal that I'm working towards, I did announce, but now I'm like keeping quiet. So I will achieve it. And I know that. If you perceive life as a celebration, whatever is happening, it will become one. And that goes along with the mirror principle. Every single thing is reflected. Your attitude towards the life is reflected back. Like the world is a mirror that reflects your relationship to it. And so if you see, like see life as a celebration, you're super happy every single day, then that will be reflected back and then it will become a celebration. You will get all of that. There's no force capable of preventing you on the path towards your goal. If you go with the flow, stay balanced and observe the principle of coordination. Now, okay, this is why transurfing is so amazing because before I read it, 
I, I didn't really know. I didn't really have the peace of mind of how to move towards my goals. And Transurfing basically lays out an entire framework on how the world works and how to move forward your towards your goals. And it gives you that peace of mind of it gives you the knowledge that you are guaranteed success as long as you follow certain principles. So that's why I love like that's why I cherish transurfing so much because it is telling you exactly what you need to do to move forward. You decide whether you want to paint things in dark colors. Okay, you decide whether you want to paint things in dark colors. So whenever something happens, like, for example, one of the uh, examples in the book was someone got fired from their job. Or, or No, someone was in an extremely great life they had an extremely happy life best part best part of their life and then they got fired from their job and then they chose to paint things in uh dark colors and then they were basically in a depressive state from there and their life went on a downhill and they actually chose to interpret that job as bad and as a result they became depressed and then they like basically lost all of their amazing life and they actually chose that but you can actually choose to paint it in good color like bright colors and then you'll get exactly what you'll get exactly that nothing bad can follow something good in reality after something good something better always follows and this is like this is actually so like this is exactly what I was talking about his life uh sorry I was just distracted because I thought that no it doesn't even matter but his okay so back to the story is his life was so great and he was like on a good luck streak and then he lost his job now we are the ones that interpret losing your job as bad when in reality you could have lost your job and then walked like while you were not at your job the next day you could have gotten offered a new job that was better or you could have come across this business opportunity i did like anything could have happened we're the ones that chose to interpret it as bad and so that's what happened but after something bad okay so after something good happens it like nothing bad ever happens unless of course you interpret it as bad the goodness but like people interpret good as good and so that's why after he lost his job it was actually good but he chose to paint it in dark colors and as a result his reality suffered very rarely you get Okay, so you very rarely get what you planned for. And so, all right, so the way he wrote this in the book is get what you planned for, question mark, very rarely, period. So that is, that goes along with the dark forest and uh, metaphor, as well as the fact that the mind like cannot know exactly, like you can't know exactly the most best way to cook a burger, but Gordon Ramsay does. So you... I don't know if, uh, like you do not, you create a plan, like, but you don't very, you very rarely get what you plan for. And so let's say you have a plan on exactly how the burger will turn out. Uh, if you go to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, 
it will not turn out like that. It'll actually turn out better. But as long as you allow it for like it, along with the metaphor of life, as long as you allow it to turn out better and you follow the principles of uh, transurfing. Annoyance reflects lack of awareness. So that's like what I was talking about earlier about stubbing your toe. When you are annoyed, it's because you're basically asleep. If you were like, you're basically con your consciousness is asleep and you're basically immersed in the game. But if you wake up, you won't be annoyed because you'll realize that it's it does not matter and it's just a game and you are just too immersed and now you're awake so now you have awareness so annoyance reflects lack of awareness and same with rage like if you're in in a fit of rage then it is obvious that you are very unaware like and that it just shows like you can see many people who are just not aware in their day-to-day -day lives but just allow them to be that because they choose that and allow them to be themselves. I, I have to keep reminding myself of that to, uh, because I uh, used to, and I still do kind of, but I'm working towards ending it. Um, it's the inner work of judging people and just just stop judging. And it, it, you can't just stop it right away. It's because it's a habit. So you just got to keep on getting rid of it and then keep on getting rid of it. And eventually it will get rid, it will go. The mind is powerless without the soul, just as the soul is powerless without the mind. Like like what I was saying before about, I don't know if I was saying it in this episode or yesterday's episode, where it's basically the mind is a, uh, your thought energy is like a lamp. Um, Wait, what am I even saying? No, so, okay, so let me explain this first. The mind is has willpower and you can control the mind, but the heart which is the soul, the soul has access to the alternative space. So the soul has access to the infinite power, outer intention, but has no will. But this, the, the mind has will, but does not have access to the outer intention, infinite power. So each are like very powerless without the other. But if you combine them, then you have the infinite power, outer intention at your will. So that is extremely powerful. Those who become uh, millionaires work towards their innermost goals, not for the sake of money. That goes along with the metaphor that I learned from Hamza the other day. And it's basically if you have a car, the purpose of a car is not to go to the gas station and get gas. It's to get to a destination. The purpose of a car is to get to a destination. And your business is the same way. The purpose of your business is not to get money. That's ridiculous because it's as, just as ridiculous to say that as it is to say the purpose of a car is to go to the gas station and get, and get gas. Money is just a fuel. The purpose of your business is get to a destination, which is your goal. So those who become millionaires work towards their innermost goals, which is their actual destination through their, do their own door, which is their business. Or their whatever whatever the case may be, whatever they choose to make their money by. Tell yourself that everything is unfolding as it should, for it is up to you whether you choose to delight or suffer. And I talked about this earlier, but this is all about coordination. Coordin the coordination of intention is you. It's the crossroads. Whenever you come up across an event, you're at a crossroads between negative and positive. And if you 
see if an if an objectively negative event happens, just tell yourself that you can't like you don't know the right path forward. So tell yourself that it is happening as it should. Like that unfolded as it should. And it's up to you whether you choose to delight about it or suffer. And if you choose to delight, then you're you won't taint your image being reflected back. You won't taint your goal in the world mirror. And if you choose to delight, then you will taint it and then you will not or if you choose to suffer, then you will taint it, and then you won't actually receive it. Success smiles on those who are convinced they walk their true path. That is all about the innermost goal and innermost door. If it's their true path, they will get success. And that's a great way to wrap up the episode. So don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.